High school teachers will get a pay bump of around 14.5%, but the government's going to have to rob the piggy bank to pay for it. Accepting an arbitration panel's recommendations will end the months-long pay dispute between the government and secondary teachers once teachers formally vote to accept it. It will mean beginner teachers will go from around $51,000 to $61,000. A teacher at the top end of the scale will have their pay increased from $90,000 to $100,000. 103,000. It will cost the government another $680 million on top of the $3.76 billion set aside for settling the standoff. The Education Minister Jan Tanetti joins us now. Kia ora, Minister. Kia ora, Lisa. Where's the shortfall coming from, please? Can you be specific? Yes, so the government, as we know, it's fiscally tight. We've been saying the whole way through we've only got a certain amount of money to work with, so we are having to meet the recommendations from within the education budget. It is what I've been doing for the last week is working so that we are having as minimal disruption to young people's learning through where we're getting that money from. So where we are is we're looking at savings from Ministry of Education departmental funding. It means some of their programs will have to downsize. What Uh, ones are you talking about, Minister? I haven't got those details, but I have been told that there will be very little disruption to kids' learning. That's what I was most interested in. But you don't have a list. We're also looking at the forecast staffing of the underspend, mostly as a result that newer teachers have been employed when we budget for these areas, we budget at the top of the scale. Uh, Now we're looking, you know, we've had newer teachers, so that's giving us a bit of an underspend there. With the removal of reimbursement for the underuse of bank staffing for all schools except our kaupapa Māori and Māori medium education schools, we're also deferring the Te Ao Marama and Hobsonville Point Secondary School projects in the public-private partnership school expansion programme. Um, they're not being cancelled. We are going through the design phases with those schools. We are just rephasing when we're starting the construction in those areas to give us that bit of discretionary funding. OK, Minister, that's 374-odd million, right? Yeah. First off, when you say no staff banking, in plain English, please, can you explain that to people? What does it mean? If a school doesn't use all its staffing funding one year, will it still be able to carry it, will it, be able to carry it over to the next? So they've never been able to carry the staffing over to the next year. It's about March or it's about February, middle of February when that cuts off. So you can only carry it over till about the middle of February. You get your staffing allocation at the beginning of the year. Sometimes if you think your staffing might increase, your numbers might increase of kids, you'll hold on to some staffing to be able to start a new classroom later on in the year. You've never been able to take it over to another year. But what has happened is you've been able to claim up to 10% of what you've been left over in cash at the end of that year. So So you're diminishing conditions. You're, You're sort of cutting conditions for schools, aren't you, in order to pay these teachers the extra money. You're robbing Peter to pay Paul. What we are doing is ensuring that we've got a really strong teaching workforce. We know that our teachers are important and we value our teachers. And the arbitration panel has come back with some pretty strong recommendations, which we as a government take very seriously. I do understand that, that Minister, but I'm just wondering if you are undermining their conditions in order to find the money to pay for it. You're making things this less palatable for schools and staff. Does not un- no, it doesn't undermine the conditions at all. Of course, 
Um, it's always, as someone who's been in this position, if you get to the end of the year and you've got a little bit of staffing that's left over, of course it's good to get that money and use that in other areas. But really, the biggest resource that we've got in our schools is our human resource. This is the way that we're encouraging people into teaching. We think this is a really, really good way to show that we value our teachers. More than $300 is coming from Grant Robertson. Where's he getting that money from? So the remaining $306 million will be pre-committed to the Budget 2024 allowance, specifically to the cost pressure allocation, um, which the Minister of Finance sets at the start of the budget process. So, so this was this smear, is, uh, spare money tucked away for a rainy day. You're spending that? This is the, the cost pressure that comes with every budget. So it's usually inflationary related and, and that's the area that we will be looking at for that 306 million. It's a little bit nerve wracking, I'd have to say, Lisa, to go into a budget to know that we've got such a big pre-commitment. But having said that, I go back to the fact that it makes certain that our teachers are being valued and we're encouraging people to come into teaching. On that note, Minister, how do you feel about having to look for coins down the back of the couch, basically, to cover your teachers' pay? Look, it is a really tough time. It's tough fiscally, but, you know, that's why it's been such a protracted process that we've been through. And, and you know, we've bargained in really, really good faith in the ministry, and both the ministry and the union have bargained in really good faith. And we just weren't making that progress. So the arbitration panel has given us that way forward. But we've always said that there would have to be compromises that were being made if we were to go there, and that's what's happening now. What kind of precedent do you reckon it sets? Because the arbitration panel looked closely at the cost of living and said that rising cost of living had effectively diminished people's buying power and their wages. What about other employees who are paid by the state? Can they expect the same level of equalising in terms of a pay rise? I can't speak for other areas because bargaining is certainly something that's individual to the different sectors. But what I can say is that the other parts of the uh, the arbitration panel's recommendations suggested better ways going forward around bargaining. And I think that's the most exciting part about this is that if we're looking at inflation, if we're looking at those terms, we shouldn't just be coming to the processes and, and having the processes that we've had over the last year, that maybe there's better ways of doing this. And we've already signalled that to the unions and the unions have said they're up for those discussions and excited to have those discussions. So looking forward to that process going forward. Minister, can you guarantee that classrooms will still get the same upkeep, that things aren't going to get run down because you're pinching money from somewhere else? Very, very much so here, Lisa, is that schools won't see a lot of this. This is what we've been working on over the last week. They won't see the effects. It will be more like a backroom um, process that's going to feel this. It won't be so much the the front line, apart from where we've got the likes of the two schools that we are delaying that construction timeline from. But, but schools, most schools, the majority of schools in this country will not see much of a difference here. It, it won't really impact on the kids, and that's what I've been working on really hard over this last week. Thank you for your time, Minister. That is the Education Minister, Jan Tanetti.